Welcome back to the Agile Administrator. I'm Julie, Director of Research at Participate. And I'm Allison. I work as an education strategist for Participate. Well, Julie, we're continuing this series of talking to Randall Sampson um, and his work he does with schools and districts around professional development. It was a great opportunity for you to talk with him and learn about how he's changing teacher learning in schools. That's right. And then this episode is really going to focus on the role of micro-credentials and how he's using that and the technology of digital badging to really make that a reality. So if teachers are using Snapchat, he works with teachers that use Snapchat in their PD, or they're using um, Twitter, or they're using um, Flipgrid. Flipgrid is another one of his favorite tools. How do you gather those evidences? And of course, this is something that we are thinking about constantly at Participate, which is like, how can you really be creative? How can you let teachers be creative in their own professional learning? Learning, and then how do you gather up these evidences? And honestly, it's just good old-fashioned portfolio, right? And it portfolio is. assessment. So he's really thinking about how digital badges play a role in that. Yeah, capturing it, curating, and sharing. That's it. All right, well, let's get started. Um, all right, so since we met uh, through NOAA and through the Badge Summit, can you talk a little bit about how you've been using digital credentials in this work and, and where you see some of the success there and what are the continuing challenges on adoption with um, digital credentialing? Yeah, so the digital credentialing piece is huge, right? So um, when I first started this workout, I started along the pathway of badging. So let's, let's give everybody a badge for the work that they've accomplished, which is a great concept. Um, and then it's morphed into more of the professional uh, personalized PD piece um, where teachers are now earning not just the badge, but they also earn graduate credit mm-hmm. uh, on top of their Pinterest, Instagram, Twitter, yeah. Google Drive, whatever it is that they're submitting, they can get graduate credit for it because the graduate credit in, uh, in some districts where you have negotiated contracts uh, lends teachers to now move vertical at the pay scale. Uh, the graduate credit at the same time lends people to uh, get their license renewed from their uh, state. And then at the same time, the, the work that they submit through the graduate credit, um, which is Pinterest, Instagram, Twitter, and all this stuff, they can also use it for their continuous improvement plan and evidence for their evaluation. So now teachers are in control of their evaluation or at least have more control of their evaluation. Um, and now it's, it becomes more of a partnership with the principal and central office to, to create this evaluation rather than uh, just the principal coming in, sitting there for a half hour to 45 minutes and uh, giving you a snapshot and saying this is a reflection of your entire year worth of teaching, which we all know that's not accurate. So are these higher ed institutions that agree to confer graduate credit on these different types of evidences? Yeah, that's been the slog for like the last couple of years that I've been in, is uh, trying to find partners who are out there at universities who, who can see a different way of doing things, rather than teachers have to show up to our institution, sit in our classrooms, uh, listen to our professors uh, talk about theory, right? Uh, so now uh, the graduate credits are being awarded for job embedded uh, experiences, um, the things that teachers are doing in the classroom. Great. Not to put you on the spot, but I'm just curious uh, of are there some institutions that you have found, even if even if a lot of them are still not quite there? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So I have some partnerships with uh, Sioux Falls University, Idaho State, uh, Ashland University. So I have partnerships with various universities across the country. And they are starting to see it. And I think the turning point uh, with some of these universities, when I have conversations with them, I would say, well, a teacher is doing Pinterest, or let's say a teacher is doing Twitter, 
as their PD, right? They capture, curate, and share what's happened in the classroom. They submit it for grad credit. And then the university says, well, once they did Twitter, they have to do something else. And I told them, I said, this is what you're not understanding. It's not about them doing Twitter and then moving on to the next uh, show. It's not entertainment. What you don't understand is every single day in a school and in a classroom is different. I will never be able to rep replicate that picture or video or lesson that I had yesterday, tomorrow or the day after. And that opened up their eyes. They were like, oh, my God, you're right. Every day is different. I'm like, yeah, 180 days. Do you work with the university around the criteria for those evidences? Or is that something that the university decides on? Or is that sort of a conversation between you and the district and the university? Like, how does that work? Yeah, so that conversation is totally driven by me. Uh, so I'm the designer of it. And so basically what I do is uh, with the criteria, I use the best practice criteria, whether it's the national uh, teacher professional development models, uh, the ISTE framework. Um, so we use um, we use proven uh, driven components that make sense for teachers and schools. And then I present it to the university and I'm pretty firm on this where I tell universities, if you don't like it, fine, I'll move somewhere else because this stuff is good for teachers. Right. And so the teachers then would have, let's say, whatever ISTE standards or, or these different frameworks. And then you're saying, let's get some classroom-based evidences that map to those. Absolutely. And then is the university doing the review or are you helping them with that as well? Yeah. So I do the review. And so I basically become the professor of the class. Um, and so now it becomes a, vi a more viable option and it becomes richer because I can provide the feedback um, to the learners that, that's appropriate for where they are. Is that a digital badge that's on the university or is it just certificate that comes from the university? Yeah, so the university, at the university level, um, the teacher receives an official transcript with graduate credit on it. Um, so they receive that. That's their official component that they, that they receive. Uh, and then in addition to that, the teacher also receives a badge, uh, a badge from Liberty Leadership Development, um, stating that the person completed this series of, uh, of events. And so now that the teacher collects the badge and can display the badge on their LinkedIn account, on their student, on their you know, school profile, on student uh, portfolios and everything else. Mm -hmm. So how do you feel about the teacher adoption of those um, badges? Do you think that they're sort of seeing the value in them? Do you get a sense that they're sharing them? In my first go at it, I really was excited. I was like gung-ho about the badges, right? Mm -hmm. And the teachers weren't so much. I, 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 I really felt to be like, oh, man, this is a letdown. And so then I actually had imagine I actually have to ask the teachers, you know, what are you excited <laughs> about? So I actually had to ask, and they're like, look, the grad credit really excites me. And I'm like, why? Well, I get to move vertically up the pay scale. I get to use it for my license renewal. I can use it towards my uh, my uh, um, evaluation. I get to use it towards my you know family and community engagement strategies, continuous improvement. So they found that that has more uh, learning room for them, and the badge is nice. It's a nice digital collection, um, but the value proposition wasn't quite there with the badge. Yeah, when you have a portable credential like a digital badge. Um, I think the use case still has to be built about how that gets pushed to different things that might provide different um, opportunities for um, 
well, honestly, opportunities for opportunity. <laughs> Absolutely. There's a lot of power in that badge because Correct. it's showing all of these evidences. Um, so the problem is someone has to be on the consuming side of that. So the teacher's there, yes, but where's the district in that? Um, or, you know, or the employer or the school? Like, who's consuming on that end in order to give that teacher a, yet more currency out of that? Um, in addition to, yes, you get a little bump on the pay scale, which is great. Um, like that is a given. Um, but what might a district do is like, oh, look at that, what they did in their classroom. Like, I want to make sure that teacher is sharing that with other teachers. And and even at the central office level, I've seen um, central office personnel who's, who, who are kind of the cusp of pushing this a little bit more. They are taking some of the items that teachers are, are creating at the classroom level and really celebrating them. And they're being strategic about it as well. So now it's uh, when we have our new teacher onboarding program, hey, take a look at what some of your colleagues in this building have done already. Or when it's uh, recruiting, hey, take a look at some of the things that we do in our school district, boom. Uh, when they are hiring a new superintendent, hey, here's the power of our teachers and their voices. If this is a good fit for you, this is the place for you to come. So now they're starting to see the power and the currency out of, uh, out of using that. Well, as always, Randall, it's so great to talk to you. And I do hope that we um, can find some ways to collaborate. And uh, please join us again on Agile Admin. I'd love to hear more about um, your work and, and how things are going um, with the teachers that you're working with and with the admins that you're working with. All right, thanks for having me. I'm, I'm just excited. I think Participate is doing a great job of empowering teachers, uh, empowering schools to think differently, and to really get the best that we can for kids. All right. Well, thanks again. Yeah, I've heard him talk about this topic a couple of times now, some in live conference settings and now in this interview. And it re he really just brings so much passion to it. He really cares a lot about these teachers and he cares a lot about these administrators. And again, has that great ability to sort of think about, okay, what are the tools to drive this vision um, as opposed to um, just thinking about the tools? I'm so glad you got to listen to it alongside me and that we can have this conversation. It was great. Thank you. The Agile Admin wants to hear from you. We would love to include your stories of successes and challenges. Reach out to us through email at agileadmin at participate.com. A-G-I-L-E-A-D-M-I-N at participate.com. Or via Twitter using the hashtag AgileAdmin. The Agile Administrator is produced by Caroline Weeks and edited by Aaron Kane. Our theme music was written by David Hill at Trailblazer Studios. The podcast is a production of Participate, a place to learn, create, and collaborate. I'm Julie, and join us next time on The Agile Administrator. Agile.